When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Boomer, Boomer Bloodstock, Craig Rounds fell in. This is his type of music, they tell me, when he's dancing on the beaches of California. And Seamus Mills joins us as well to conclude day three of our coverage here at the Classic Sales here at Inglis at, at the Riverside Complex. Um, and, Jack, I thought just to help you out, starting off your Bloodstock career, I'll get two of the Jets so you can listen and take a few notes. First of all, Seamus Mills is on the, on the phone. G'day, Seamus. Good morning to you, mate. Morning, Gareth. How are you? Good, thank you. And Boomer, good morning to you. Gareth, how are you doing? I am very well. Um, first of all, um, Seamus, you've been having a bit of luck of late. Your fillies are flying. Uh, what do they say? Every dog, as you say. So, yes. uh, at the moment, the um, uh, Yep, you're just breaking up there a little bit. Um, Yep. Yeah, you're right now. I think you're right now. So, Charmstone, did she pull up okay? Did you find a problem with her on Saturday? Yeah, yeah we did, unfortunately. Uh, so, oh, well, we did, fortunately, I suppose. Um, so, she has got a pharyngitis, which uh, just caused her to displace her soft palate. Yeah. So, that's sort of like you are disappointed, but that makes you feel a little bit better that there was something wrong with her. Look, normally uh, on those displaced soft pellets, you can uh, tongue-tie and cross-over nose band. We'll nine times out of ten fix it, um, yep. if that's all you're doing. But the pharyngitis obviously needs some, uh, some attention as well. So, look, she's under treatment, antibiotics and so on, uh, and she'll either respond in time or she won't. Um, so at the moment, it is just a waiting game. And... Uh, you know, whether two weeks will be enough for or not, um, we'll find out. But, um, you know, look, there's plenty of... It's not the, it's not the be all and end all. And if we, if we have to miss, we have to miss. Boomer, you do a lot of work, obviously. You're the bloodstock agent for the Hong Kong Jockey Club. Just explain how that works. So it's a, um, a program they've set up many years ago where um, the uh, Hong Kong Jockey Club buy... Uh, a number of yearlings and then they break them in, um, educate them and then take them up to Hong Kong and then all the while they do the proper vetting uh, to the highest standard and then get them into Hong Kong and then conduct their own sale for members yep. um, and if the, the members um, buy a horse at the sale they automatically get a permit to race that horse and it goes straight into work so it's, yep. it's just offering a, another service uh, Another avenue for members up there to, to get into um, to horses that would uh, suit the program up there. Is there pressure in that job, or is it a case like they've got a bit of a budget, obviously, um, and you want to buy buy good horses? But you're like, implying that there's not a lot of pressure on it. Well, I'm saying it. Well, I'm, I'm just asking the heat. question: Is there pre- like how much pressure? Oh, I think it, there's a lot of pressure on all bloodstock agents when you're yep. buying horses because you're. Um, you know, your, your future is determined by the, the, yeah. the, the decisions you make today. So you hopefully you're, uh, you're making good decisions, you do the due diligence and work, and then there's, after that it's all out of your control. So yeah. um, you hope that the, the stars align and you, um, you, know, you are picking the right ones. 
And Seamus, you've had a lot of success. Like you only go to the sales and purchase fillies. When did you decide to say, okay, that's going to be my niche? I'm going to be um, making sure that I uh, have a name of finding and, and, and identifying the best fillies at sales. Uh, look, I suppose it was a bit of a natural evolution. Uh, the cult syndicates have come along. There's, you know, numerous uh, cult syndicates operating now, and they they have very, very deep pockets. Um, they're hard to compete with, and they pick the eyes out of most of these catalogues. You know, and they don't just go to the top sales; they go everywhere and, and pick those best colts out. I think it's a it's a market that's pretty hotly contested, and so originally it was probably more of a budgetary constraint uh, as to what led me towards fillies. And then I've just found, look, uh, that they, they're a little bit more consistent. Uh, they're more consistent in how much they change from the time you buy them to the time they make the races. I think a lot of these colts are, end up geldings. I'm sure no one goes to the sales thinking their beautiful colt's going to be a gelding, but that's that's the... You know, that's the reality of it. Uh, I think fillies change physically. Uh, they change less than what colts do. Um, so, you know, sort of what you buy is sort of what you end up with, I think, more so. And then, obviously, the rise in the, in the market for, for broodmares and so on just means there's... If you can if you can buy a filly that performs on the track, they, they just hold their value so well, you know. With a colt, you probably need to be you know, a group one winner or, you know, group two winner or pretty well performed with a filly if you can sneak some black type somewhere um, and they're well-placed, well-trained, you know, well-managed, you, you, you get a result at the end of it. Boomer, you spend a lot of time in America as well. Um, so you do live a fascinating life, really, travelling all around the world trying to buy these horses. Compare, like, so what's the difference from the, the industry in America compared to ours? Uh, the Probably the biggest one is the dirt. So you've got um, a whole different line of breeding over there. You've got dirt horses and turf horses. Um, and it's not always straightforward. There's, there's horses bred for the dirt that end up yep. successful in the turf. But um, And also two-year-old racing over in America isn't a big thing. It's more developed and they're three-year-old. Yeah, and uh, is there big year and then and then older horses like it's the two-year-olds. It's not as uh, predominant that they have to do well, and and they're stretching out over further distances. Like people generally aren't trying to buy sprinters; they're looking for a mile for that two thousand meter horse. Does that change the way they're presented at a yearling sale? Absolutely. Like it's um, like the dirt horse has a different confirmation, um, just just for the sheer fact that uh, the big thing with the dirt is you've got to get quickly out of the gate. So, and then you've got to get through that dirt. So different shape of feet, different um, angles to the shoulders and, and to the hip uh, and the hind legs. So it's... Should we have dirt racing more in Australia? Would you like to see that? Well, he would because he's got a massive yeah, edge. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the, the thing is, and I guess we're moving away from training on the dirt because uh, it is hard on the horse. Like it's, um, yeah, it, it is one thing that's, that's probably a, an issue in America is keeping those horses sound now that um, you know, there's different angles coming in on the yeah. breed that they might be getting a little bit softer but um, I think we're moving more away from the dirt around the world to you know, training on synthetic to training on different surfaces yeah. that are a bit more forgiving and I think with turf racing you're seeing in America it's becoming a lot more popular because uh, you know, you're getting bigger fields, uh, more chances the dirt race is a lot of the time the, the favourite Mm. Um, are hard to beat. You know, they get out in front and then there's no catching them. Would you pay $4.6 million for 2.5% into flight line? 
Is that what ha- I think that's what I read one day. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. well I would how, I, how, um, how good how good would, would I know but be, uh, yeah. but I think it that's a great thing in America that you don't see in other parts of the world is the depth of wealth over there and yeah. uh, just through the sheer population and and what's involved and, and the guy that bought that share he was not in horse racing <laughs> just uh, you know saw as you know getting in on a on a champion <laughs> so he just he's a billionaire and um, yeah just popped his bid in the, and, yep. and two bought a share you know. maybe you should give him a call from Arbag Bloodstock oh, yeah. that might just make you yeah. climb up the ladder hey lad little... I've got this horse on English yeah. Digital <laughs> I, think, I think he got inundated after he poked his head up <laughs> buying yeah, that yeah. share <laughs> hey um, Seamus are you buying at the classic sales uh, I have bought with uh, do a bit of work for Blue Bloods and uh, bought yep. a few there with Blue Bloods but uh, no nah, look I'm a big fan of the Melbourne sale try to support the the locals down here, the big B. So, um, I obviously, you know, the Boba scheme is such a good scheme. Uh, most of my horses race in Victoria. So, if you can have the Vobus horses, I don't go to every sale just looking for Vobus. Obviously, I buy a lot that aren't Vobus, but I think at a certain price point and a certain level, what you're doing, if you, you know, that, that, that those Vobus horses here in Victoria, uh, they, they just offer so much, you know, so much in the way of prize money. And I think, you know, return to return to your know, clients has become a massive thing in this country hasn't it and it's and it's yeah. realistic yeah well Seamus thanks for your time mate we haven't run out of time Boomer go and get them um, and Seamus we'll see you at Melbourne and Dicko thank beautiful you. good on you good on you lads thank you Seamus thanks, guys. thank you Boomer and Dicko um, we'll thank you as well we'll take a break and then we'll come back and wrap up Giddy Up